one thing you may not know about me is that I don't really like to read. You're not illiterate, though. No, I'm fully literate. I just don't like to. I would rather listen to podcasts. And if you, you know, kind of take the best of both worlds, you get Audible. I love Audible. Yeah, I've got a couple different books on there right now that I'm listening to. Uh, Nitro, The Rise and Fall of WCW. I've been listening to that. That's a good one. And I've been listening to If Chins Could Kill by Bruce Campbell, also narrated <laughs> by Bruce Campbell. Nice, nice. Uh, yeah, I've also been listening to The Shining and Dr. Sleep, the sequel to The Shining, both the great Stephen King books. I read both of those. See, I'm listening to them. I don't have to read them. That's why I love Audible. If you are like me and you want to hear these great n- novels without having to read them, head to audibletrial.com slash cultasplat. That's audibletrial.com slash cultasplat and get a 30-day free trial on us. I am your host, Taylor Bartle, joined once again by my co-host, Kevin Nesgoda. Yo. What's up with you, sir? Not much. Enjoying this nice humid heat wave we have going through the Los Angeles area. It's not a dry heat, but I thought it was a desert. Are you are you sweating your asshole out? Like I was telling you earlier, it fell out in the store, and I was just like, that's just a piece of veal that fell. I don't know what that is. You probably should clean that up. <laughs> Someone might step on that. And the uh, the checker guy was like, sir, that's your asshole. Please pick it up. <laughs> Don't nobody want to see that. No, no one wants to see that. So today we are headed to the magic jungle. We, we are going to talk about the 2002 dark comedy Death to Smoochie. There's no Death to Smoochie, though. All hell Smoochie. Or <laughs> I haven't seen this one in forever. I love this movie. I think the last time I saw this was in theaters. Just 20 Holy years shit, ago. You saw this in theaters? Yeah, I saw this in theaters. Lucky. Uh, so this was written by Adam Resnick, who has three credits to his name. All of them rotten. Good for him. At least he's, ooh, cabin boy. I would, I would do Cabin Boy on this show. I loved Cabin Boy. I haven't seen that in forever. Every time I watched it, other people made me turn it off because they hated it so much. I would absolutely do Cabin Boy. All right, let's put it on the list. I already did. Thank you. Uh, and his, his other credit is Lucky Numbers with John Travolta and Lisa Kudrow. I never I, saw that one. I don't remember that one at all. And I'm I remember seeing the poster, but I don't know anything about it. And my dog is drinking all the water. He hasn't drank in like three hours, so he's going to drink all the water right now. So I apologize for the background noise. But um, the, the, the plot that I just pulled up is five paragla- paragraphs long, and I'm not going to read that right now. I've got time to read that shit. Only if this was on audible.com. <laughs> so, uh, oh, and it's directed by a guy you may have heard of named Danny DeVito. I love me some Frank Reynolds. Was this his directorial debut? I think he did Matilda before this. I think this Matilda is... was before this. Okay. Yeah. So Rotten Tomato scores, tomato meter is 43%. It's a bit unfair. I, 
I just feel like critics don't like dark comedies most of the time. They don't. They, I think they want, you know, the director to pick a lane. Are you going to do something very, very dark and drama ish, or are you going to go straight comedy? And, you know, I don't think they like that. I don't think they like having something dark happen and then having to laugh two minutes later. Well, that's dumb. I mean, this is what our, this is our third dark comedy. At least we've done cable guy. We did. So I married an ax murderer. Those are both dark comedies. There's gotta be another one in there. I don't know. I know we have a lot more on our list. Yeah. Um, It's chock full. Yeah. Which probably speaks to our psyche a little bit as well. I mean, we both like horror movies too, so it kind of fits. It's true. I love horror. I love comedy. What's not to love about dark comedy? Exactly. Audience score 66%. So, okay. It's not bad. Not great. It's it's a right side up popcorn. Yeah. We've had worse. Like last week. Yeah. Yeah. Um... What's going on over there? The dogs decided to start playing. Why do they always decide to start? They always decide to start playing as soon as we start recording. I have no idea. It's like I've been on calls. My wife's been on calls. They've been asleep all day until now. (laughs) Little bastards. I know. And you think like, you know, the 15 year old would calm down the three year old, but it doesn't work that work that way. He just kind of eggs her on. (laughs) All right. uh, Critics consensus. The talent involved can't save a script that has nowhere to go with its promising premise. I mean, talent. Yeah, this cast is great. It's loaded. It's loaded top to bottom. And promising premise. Agreed. Yep. That's there. But nowhere to go. What's wrong with where it went? I thought it went in a nice place. Like it wasn't like bonkers ridiculous. No, it wasn't over the top. yeah, but it wasn't like boring and uneventful. Oh, it, it keeps your eyes, you know, glued to it for 90 minutes. <laughs> Speaking of ridiculous, and uh, <laughs> she found a toy that I put up two weeks ago to stop that noise. Oh, good. I don't know how she got it. I have questions now. <laughs> um, IMDb synopsis. A kid show host, Rainbow Randolph, is fired in disgrace while his replacement, Sheldon Mopes, a.k.a. Smoochie the Rhino, finds himself a rising star. Unfortunately for Sheldon, the business of kids' television isn't all child's play. Yeah, that's 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 really good. That's really good. That might be the best one ever. That's an applause to you, person out there who wrote that. Yeah, whoever wrote that IMDb synopsis... Mwah. So, Kevin, shall we Taylor. dive in? Let's do it. Let's dive. So, uh, we open up in Smoochie's Magic Jungle with his theme song. Um, uh, I don't have the tune in my head now. Oh, it Where was, can you uh... go when skies are gray, where the sun always shines and the animals play, where every day is a happy day, while well, Smoochie's here to show the way. There it is. I found it. You got it. Nailed it. Yeah, like I said, Smoochie's Magic Jungle. It's a kids TV show hosted by Smoochie the Rhino, a.k.a. Sheldon Mopes, a.k.a. Ed Norton, who is great. He is fantastic in this. He he is one of my favorite actors. I absolutely love Edward Norton. He's um, so fucking good. Yeah, like Fight Club is one of my top three movies of all time. So 
think he did American History X right around this time too, which is such a stark difference from playing Sheldon Mopes. Yeah, polar opposite. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't think you get any more polar opposite than Sheldon Mopes, and uh, I don't even remember his character's name from that movie. I only saw it once, and that's all I can take. Although, I mean, kind of skipping ahead, but there is a point where you think that Smoochie's a Nazi. That's a good point, Hal Smoochie. <laughs> Uh, so we flash back six months ago where Smoochie's time slot was actually held by Rainbow Randolph, played by the late, great Robin Williams. I don't think we can say really how great Robin Williams is. You know, Edward Norton's great, but fuck, Robin Williams is a goddamn legend. <laughs> yeah. Rest in peace. Like I said, he, he had this time slot before on KidNet TV. He's got a group of little people who are called the Crinkle Kids. And they're all Makes dressed sense. up like similar to him. He wears a jacket that's all rainbow and he's got a, a bowler hat on. He looked kind of creepy. He had makeup too. Uh, a little bit. Eyeliner. Yeah, he had like, he had kind of the, the link makeup from, from mainstream from last week. Oh, that's true. I wonder if they uh, pulled on that a little bit. Now that we're thinking about it. I, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think whoever was doing makeup was like, I'm going to go in kind of a Rainbow Randolph direction. Does that work for you? You know, that movie had a lot of left field moments, so I'm not going to rule it out. <laughs> so his, I don't know if it's his theme song, but the song that they sing is called Friends Come in All Sizes. And uh, I, I think as long as we're talking about the song, I think I can play a clip of it here. I think so. I don't think you can go more than 12 seconds, though. Okay, I don't think the part that I want to talk about is more than that, so I'm going to put that right here. All right. Your names are different, the shoes don't match. Some like to toss while others to catch. One might say grass while the other says snatch. So, I want to talk about these lyrics. All right. The names are different, the shoes don't match. Some like to toss and others to catch. No, that's not the part I want to talk about. It's the next line which is one might say grass while the other says snatch. Yeah. I thought about that line a lot through this movie too. Is snatch a a phrase for grass? I think it's an innuendo for something else. Okay. So I Googled snatch as saying for grass or something along those lines. Okay. The first result I got was of course urban dictionary. Oh boy. Uh, and the phrase snatch grazing. Oh, I think I know where this is going. Buckle up, folks. Uh, the definition of snatch grazing is when you're eating pussy with really long hair and it gets stuck in your teeth like a horse grazing on grass. So now I have more questions about Rainbow Randolph's song. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. If, and singing this to children? I don't like this. And this also reminds me of the scene from um, basketball where they have like, they're in the, the, uh, that one girl's bedroom (laughs) and they find the dildo and her underpants. And (laughs) that's my mom's. (laughs) He's get gets a hair. Yeah. That was a great psych out. Oh, another one. (laughs) but the end of the song is rainbow Randolph and he's sitting, sitting with these two kids singing, you know, friends come in all sizes. 
And like the little boy is just like going, ah, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> I'm like, that kid does not know the words. No. Why are you putting him on camera? <laughs> like Danny, do it. Let's do another take where the kid knows yeah. the words. <laughs> yeah. Let's get this make a wish, make a wish kid out of here. <laughs> then I love Randolph comes on in the voiceover and he's like, you know, you know what else comes in all sizes? All this Rainbow Randolph merchandise. And he's like naming off all the stuff. And he goes, log on to rainbowrandolph.com. Log on now. It's not free. <laughs> I was like, it's not even free to log on to the website. That is pretty impressive for back in 2002. Seriously, was there like a subscription model just to be able to buy things? What is this, Amazon Prime? I think we're 15 years away from that. Rainbow Randolph invented Amazon Prime. That's what I learned today. Jeff Bezos is a stealing son of a bitch. Apparently everyone stole from Rainbow Randolph. Makeup artists, Bezos, U.S. (laughs) military. Don't ask. I don't know. But so later that night, we see Rainbow Randolph at this restaurant and he's talking to these people who are trying to get their kid on the show. And he's basically just like, you know, Hey, if you want your kid on the show, you got to kind of grease the wheels, you know? Yeah. Turns out these parents are actually undercover cops. Bastards. So they bust him for conspiracy or I don't remember exactly what the charges were. Bullshit is what they were. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. As, As he's getting like cuffed and let out, he's like, I'm rainbow fucking Randolph. (laughs) <laughs> and it's not the only time he says that no it's kind of his catchphrase it really is but so the show gets shut down uh we see the head of the network well not the head i'm not sure what it, what exactly his position is but it's john stewart with an amazing haircut uh, an amazing bowl cut that was he, so bad he plays frank stokes and he's told by the network that he needs to find a replacement and it doesn't really matter who it is as long as they're squeaky fucking clean. Yeah, I was, got mesmerized by uh, Ed Asner's uh, eyebrows. Ed Asner, that's who that was. His eyebrows, like, were down in his eyeballs and they're all curly. Dude, like, at first, when he first came on screen, I was like, is that Carl Reiner? <laughs> <laughs> three in a row. No. Um, three do, they count as an, do they count as an all-star if they're in multiple roles? Like we've we've only talked about all stars as actors. What about yeah. like directors and writers? Yeah, I think if they make three appearances, they could be an all star. Just doesn't matter how or you know what portion of the camera they're in front of, behind of, to the side of, whatever. So Carl Reiner's on the verge. Yeah, he's right there. I think we have a couple kind of Carl Reiner movies coming up in the future too. I would be surprised. Yeah. So John Stewart plays Frank Stokes. I don't remember if I said that or not, but you did. Um. It doesn't really matter because he's in my notes as John Stewart every time. John Stewart. 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 <laughs> so he meets up with Catherine Keener, who plays Nora, who is another person I just absolutely adore. I love Catherine Keener. She's great in everything. Not, not person. I, I, I don't know her as a person, but as an actress, I adore her. Yes, she was like one of the bright spots of that one weird show on Netflix that I watched last year, like Rainbow Flavored Candy or whatever, Cherry Flavored Candy. or Oh, Brandy Cherry Flavor? That's it. That was a weird show. That's what I've heard, yeah. But she was great in it. She's great in everything. Everything. But so they're bouncing ideas back and forth. They're like, what about Buggy Ding Dong? And 
Stokes is like, oh, he's actually a heroin, heroin mule now. I could see that. And, and like, what about Square Dance Danny? Oh, he's a wife beater. And then she suggests Princess Poppy. And Stokes says, don't bust my balls, which I don't know what that means. Prostitute? Or maybe like I, the impression I got was maybe they had something like Stokes, Stokes and Princess Poppy maybe had a fling. Yeah, that could be. Uh, they suggest he I think he suggests Skippy Black and the Tippy Trolls. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking kids TV, man. This is why I don't watch it or nor have children, nor will ever have children because I couldn't handle it. Yeah, man. We went and visited my girlfriend's uh, sister in Colorado last year. And the shit that her daughter watches, fucking, have you heard of Blippy? No. Avoid Blippy at all costs. It's fucking awful. Oh, man. And uh, apparently there was like this controversy because there was this video of him when he was in college pooping on his friend. Oh, boy. But like, I watched his his YouTube show and I was like, I'd rather watch the other video than this. (laughs) And I wouldn't rather watch anybody poop on anybody. No, but that's how bad his fucking kid show was. Mm. Anyway, uh, Black was deported. And they're like, what about the trolls? I'm like, who gives a shit? (laughs) (laughs) And then Stokes says, what what about Smoochie the Rhino? And she's like, have we really sunk that low that we're we're going after Sheldon Mopes? And he's like, he's he's a harmless ethical cornball. He's a bottle of pancake batter with legs. Damn. So, yeah. so they don't care how talented he is. They don't care what his gimmick is. All they care about is that he's squeaky fucking clean. And Sheldon Mopes, as you will see, is pretty squeaky fucking clean. Yeah, absolutely. So Nora calls and Sheldon answers the phone. Hello? And she's like, hey, Sheldon, this is Nora from KidNet TV. And then it's like, haha, just just kidding. Fooled you. It's a voicemail. Go ahead and leave your message voice. after the beep. You hate what? I hate that shit. Oh, everyone does. That's what makes it funny. That's true. <laughs> but he says in the message that, you know, if you're looking to find me, uh, I'm opening the children's wing of the Canarsie Library on this day, or you can come to my regular Friday night gig at the Coney Island Methadone Clinic. It's a good guy, that that Sheldon Mopes. The Method One Clinic. Method Man? Me- Method Man Clinic, yep. Yeah, okay. So Nora goes to the Method One Clinic, and there's Sheldon. He's wearing like, I'm not sure what this helmet is. It almost looked like like the old school leatherhead football helmet. That was what I thought it was too. But he's got it. It's painted pink with like googly eyes on the side and a big yellow horn. He's trying. He's trying to look like a rhino. Yeah. And then he's got like a felt poncho or something that he wears. Yeah. It's not the greatest. No, but I mean, when you're a struggling performer, you do what you can. That's true. And so he's singing the song, oh, we'll get you off that smack. Oh, yes, we will. It's catchy. And uh, is it? No, it's annoying. <laughs> but so after the show, he meets up with Nora. And at first he thinks that she she came here on the H train, as he says. <laughs> Does she look like she's on H? No, no, she doesn't. Yeah, she's like, that's sweet of you to think so. But he says, you know, once once the evening meds kick in, it's pretty much sleepy time. And she's like, well, at least, you know, it's the smack that's, that's putting him to sleep and not your singing. And he's just like, Ooh. oh, oh, God, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> but she says, you know, I'm Nora, whatever. 
I work for Kidnet. And he's like, you work for Kidnet? Are you serious? Whoa. He got so excited. Yeah. But so they go to Nathan's Hot Dogs to have a meeting. Everyone knows Nathan's because they sponsor the hot dog eating contest that Joey Chestnut wins every year. You ever been to Nathan's Hot Dogs personally? I have not been to this, to the Coney Island one, but I've been okay. to a Nathan's Hot Dogs. Okay. He he is convinced this Nathan's, which is world famous, by the way. They, like It's literally in their name, world famous Nathan's Hot Dogs. And if it's in the name, it's not a lie. That's right. He has convinced them to put soy dogs on the grill. Oh. And they look just awful. They're like yellow and spotted. They uh, it, they look exactly like these uh, shrimp hot dogs I had in Bangkok at the uh, Bangkok Aquarium. And they were the grossest thing I have ever put in my mouth. <laughs> like I tasted those hot dogs again when I saw those soy dogs on the wheels. Ugh. But he's like, I'm going to get you guys on these uh, gluten-free buns before I'm done. No, you won't. They walk over to the condiments table and what does he want to put on this? You think ketchup? Like that's natural, right? It's tomato. Yeah. No, he pulls out his own homemade condiment, squirts it on this hot dog and it is black. It looks like tar. Uh, apparently it's spirulina with a little almond butter. I had no idea what spirulina was. Did you know what spirulina is? Zero idea. So spirulina is a biomass of cyanobacteria, blue-green algae, uh, that can be consumed by humans and animals. No, thanks. So it's it's a type of algae, basically. Algae does everything. It's algae and almond butter? No. Ugh. <laughs> no. That can't be good. It sure does. Hell doesn't sound good. No. Vegans, please let us know if whatever spirulina... And almond butter tastes good because I'm not going to yeah. try it. Go to Apple Podcasts, give us five stars, and then in the comment box, tell us if spirulina is good. And then rate that on a scale of one to five stars. Sure. So she tells him, you know, that Kidnet is has this time slot to fill and they're interested in Smoochie the Rhino. And he says, you know, are you telling me Kidnet is finally ready to pursue a show of Smoochie caliber to commit to Smoochie quality? And she's like... Yes, I think we're finally at that point. We're really desperate at this moment. We just need to get some shit on the air at this point. Yeah, that was the undertone. Yes. But so they sign him up. He finally gets set up with a new suit. Brand new felt head to toe looking like Barney. It's a nice suit. Yeah. Big yellow horn coming off the top. Um, I, I love that they do this montage of him putting the, the whole suit together, working with the seamstress and stuff. And my, my favorite is when he, like, they show him the eyes and he's like, no, no, they have to be googly. Yeah, they have to all over the place. They have, they have to Google. And I love he holds him up to his face and he's like, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, I got a little motion sickness from that one. <laughs> <laughs> but so he meets up with Angelo, who people who watch Seinfeld may recognize him as Mickey. Love Mickey. He was the head crinkle kid. And now he's staying on as a Rhinette. You know, Sheldon is, is thanking him for staying on. He's just like, whatever, man, gig's a gig. Yeah. Put that cash in my pocket. I don't care what I have to do. Is that, is that a song? I don't know. I, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm just spouting words over here. Oh, you said it with like a certain 
rhythm. So I thought I thought it was like it almost sounded like wake up in the morning feeling like <laughs> P. Diddy. <laughs> no, that's totally unintentional. Which, by the way, only words of that song I know. That's more than I knew. <laughs> <laughs> but so meanwhile, Rainbow Randolph meets with John Stewart. John Stewart. Yeah, and Stitt. Tells him he wants his time slot back. Says, I- I'm homeless. They they kicked me out of the corporate penthouse. I am living on the streets. I got nowhere to go. I, re- I need my job back. And, and this kid Stitt- is why you need a savings account. Yeah. And, you know, it, he must have been loaded. He, he had to be loaded. He doesn't have... He doesn't have any investments or anything? Or at least like 1400 bucks to like rent a room somewhere in New York? Or a hotel room for a month or two? Like, Yeah, come on now. Come on, Randolph. Get your shit together. But Sturt tells him, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a no-go. Like, the studio needs somebody clean. You're a liability. Sheldon doesn't have so much as a parking ticket. Like, this guy is squeaky fucking clean. And he, so he gives him this little gift bag. He's like, here, this is it's a gift bag from an animal benefit. It's got whatever, vegan candy and disposable cameras. Yeah, disposable camera. That, that dates the movie. A little bit. He's like, hand lotion, not tested on animals, you know. Here, take this and never contact me again. Oh. Randolph just flips his shit, like throws it back at him. He's like, you know what to do with the lotion, jerk off. <laughs> It's funny because he's calling him a jerk off, but he's also kind of telling him what to do with the lotion. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's not a double entendre there. It's just like, it's just a loaded sentence. Yeah. I'm sure there's a name for it. I, I think double entendre is this the name oh, for it. Oh, is it? Okay. <laughs> My bad. But he, you know, like threatens Sturt and um, Aunt Smoochie just says, you know, even... Even somebody who's squeaky clean sometimes falls in the mud. But so the next day they are having a meeting about smoochy merch. And they've already proved the smoochy dolls and the Rynette dolls. They say dolls, but they're like the wind up toys that like you wind them up and they kind of stomp back and forth. And fall apart in like two uses. And, yeah, this one, the smoochy one just falls over. Yeah, they don't work. They never worked. Yeah. They're like, of course, the smoochy doll and the Rynette dolls will be sold separately. And Nora's like, all right, so where are we? We're, we're go on the smoochy ice cream, the smoochy string cheese, and the smoochy, smoochy cola. Uh, but we're currently in a dick measuring contest over the smoochy shampoo. And Sheldon, like, raises his hand and he's like, what, what are we doing here? Like, I, I think before we start worrying about m- merchandise and dolls and, and shampoo, we need to really focus on the show and making the show the best possible and making sure that we're putting out the best possible, most positive message that we can and not worry about all the bells and whistles and rickita rackita. He's got a good point with the rickita and rackita. Everything else is completely wrong about though. (laughs) Yeah, but also money. Yeah, cash. Does he know where he lives? This is America. Yeah. They charge kids $5 in certain school districts to go see the nurse now. What? Oh, I thought I sent that to you the other day. I'll send you the article. That's ludicrous. Yeah. Like there's a school district somewhere in the Midwest, go figure, that uh, yeah, it's like five bucks to go to the nurse, 10 bucks for a counseling session, and like 15 bucks to get a plaque printed or a, what, a piece of paper printed that says your kid's on the honor roll or some shit like that. 
that says you don't have donkey brains. Yeah. Free of donkey brain. <laughs> um, man, even our kids have to pay for healthcare now. Ridiculous. I know. But Nora takes a smoochy Frisbee, throws it at Sheldon's head. He ducks and it bounces out the door. He's like, oh, don't worry. I got it. Runs out to get it. Nora's like, shut that door. Go ahead and lock it. There we go. So they lock Smoochie out of his own meeting. And they start talking about the Smoochios, the cereal. They're like, should we do Frosted or Fruity? I'd go Frosted. Yeah, like Nora's just like, I prefer Frosted. So (laughs) that's what we're doing. (laughs) But so after the meeting, Sheldon meets up with Nora outside. And he starts talking about how, you know, like, Again, just reiterating what he was saying before, that I think we need to really focus on the message. And, uh, you know, Smoochie the Rhino is not about merchandising and rickety rackety. And she's just like, look, I didn't discover you. I delivered you. Your job is to smile and nod your head. Like, just shut the hell up, get in front of the camera and do your job. You're a goddamn puppet and talk. (laughs) Yep. So... Sheldon heads to the bar and he's talking to the bartender and he's just spilling his guts. And he's like, look, I'm not comparing captain kangaroo to Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, but they both were about the work. They weren't about the bells and whistles and the rickety (laughs) racket. He loves that word, especially not Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. That Jesus guy. Oh yeah. I love that Jesus guy. The kids, they're really into him. But the bartender's like, man, never seen anybody get buzzed on orange juice before. (laughs) Wasn't even a screwdriver. Sheldon's like, let me tell you a secret. Drop in a couple drops of this liquid alfalfa. It's blast off time. Craziness. Um, Which I don't think is true. No, probably not. It probably makes you have to poop better. But we're not going to go down that road. No, no poop cast this time. Yeah, not back to back weeks. But so in walks Danny DeVito and he's like, hey, you're Smoochie the Rhino. I'm, I'm a big fan. And he tells him that he represents kid show talent, which is a very niche agent's job. Uh, yeah, considering there's like eight people who work in kids television, I assume. Probably more, but. I wonder if he represents Blippi. I hope not. <laughs> but Sheldon's like, look, man, I don't. I don't really care about money or anything like that. All I care about is creative input over my own show. He wants creative control like Hulk Hogan. That's right, brother. Yeah. And so DeVito tells him, look, first thing we got to do is make sure that you get paid properly. Because once you get the money, then you get the power. Once you get the power, you could have Smoochie walk out there with a dildo strapped to his head if you want. I don't think he would. And Sheldon's like, yeah, Sheldon's like, not the exact idea I had in mind. Maybe some lights. I don't know. I guess I didn't put it on the notes here, but he gives him a gun. Danny DeVito gives Sheldon a gun as a, yeah. As a gift. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or is this a later? Welcome. No, this is this meeting because they're like signing and all that. And uh, he's like, yeah, this is this is the gift. Um, no, sorry. That's later. Oh, it is later. You're right. Um, then Danny DeVito goes and he calls Harvey Firestein. Love Harvey Firestein, too who represents the Parade of Hope Foundation. But Danny DeVito is telling him, look, he's he's a piggyback with a horn, piggy bank with a horn. He says, you'll make more with him than you did with 20 Rainbow Randolphs. I like that. Which is, uh, like, why is he saying that to a foundation? 
we all know that uh, foundations are dirty. Look at Susan G. Komen. That's true. But Harvey Firestein's like, yeah, well, he better. Oh, that's a good Harvey Firestein. Was that pretty good? That was pretty good. So uh, we see Rainbow Randolph, and he's cooking over a, a trash barrel. You've seen movies. Yeah. You know, you, you know how hobos cook over trash yeah. fires? Yeah, and they keep their hopes and dreams in their bindle. <laughs> and he's talking about how he's making a special batch of cookies just for Smoochie. I wonder what they're going to be. At first, I thought they were going to be drug cookies. That's what I thought, too. Yeah. Or poison. Yeah. He's going to kill somebody. Smoochie, specifically. Yeah. Hopefully not children. No. The next day on the set, Smoochie, well, Sheldon, is talking to Nora. And he's like, why was the please and thank you song cut? And she's like, because it's it's dumb and it, it takes time away from the cookie song. And he's like, if anything, the please and thank you song enhances the cookie song because it shows why you're getting the cookies because you said please and thank you. And Nora's just like, whatever, doesn't matter. It's gone. And change the words to the cookie song back to the way they were. Oh, he's so mad. Yeah. He like, he's like, I, this is my show. Does that say Nora's magic jungle? No, that says Smoochie's magic jungle. I'm in charge and I'm going to sing the song the way I want to sing it. And she's like, you listen to me. You get your spongy pink ass out there and you dance for the cameras. Damn. And he's just like, he's just like, what is wrong with you? He's like, you don't even see children anymore. You see wallets with pigtails. That's what all corporations and companies see children as. Bingo. We see Rainbow Randolph sneak into the prop room. He swaps out the cookies for his special garbage cookies. And while he's in there, he finds his old jacket. So he ta- he steals that. He says, don't worry, little ones. Rainbow Randolph will return. He got in there really quick and very unnoticed. And on television sets, there's like 150 people just milling around. <laughs> yeah. Like, where was security? Nowhere to be where found. Was anyone? It's not like he had money to buy him off. He's, yeah. you know, sleeping under a bridge. Right. But uh, so Smoochie goes out there and he sings the new words to the song, which is all about cookies being organic. It's looky, looky, looky. Here comes the cookie. Fresh and organic. No need to panic. Straight from the soil. No tropical oil. Sweetened with juice for an energy boost. Gross. I can't imagine what organic cookies tasted like back in... 2002 because they still do not taste that great today at least the vegan ones don't dirt tastes like dirt tastes like dirt yeah yeah pretty much i remember like my the first like organic ranch dressing i ever had tasted exactly like hay ranch dressing yeah it, it turned me off the whole organic thing for quite a while <laughs> i was like if organic or if ranch tastes as bad imagine what everything else tastes like yeah, how do you mess up ranch? You can't, it's, I don't understand. It's mayo and dill and garlic. To uh, to co-opt Frank's red hot slogan, I put that shit on everything. Yeah. Mm. All right, so at this point, Kevin, it's it's been a couple weeks. It has been. I just got the script. The, uh, the script just randomly showed up in my in my inbox. I think, I think it might be time 
for Splatterpiece Theater. Do we have a theme song for this yet? No, we have the, the underlying music, but not a theme. No. I think we should have a theme that goes into some nice underlying music. I'll see what I can come up with. All right, so you will be playing Smoochie. All right. I'll be playing Rainbow Randolph. Oh, you get the good lines. I do want to say there were two lines uh, from Nora that I had to cut out because we don't have a Nora, but they also, they're inconsequential to the ultimate. They really are. Yeah, they're just like, get out of here. So, sir, whenever you're ready. I'll be getting character a little bit here. Let's see what we got today. Give him a cookie. Give him a cookie. Oh, oh, oh my. It's a, uh, it's, um, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a rocket ship. It's a rocket ship to fly us to jungle land. Here we go. Fuck. Follow me. We're flying over the trees on our magic rocket. Oh, what a special day with such special cookies. What are you, blind? It's a cock. It's not a rocket, you sick fuck. It's a cock. Look, it's a cock and balls. It's a dick. A chorizo in the huevos. It's a big stiffy. Yeah, it's a penis. Penis Maximus. A willy. A weenie. Mr. Jiggle Daddy. The one-eyed wonder weasel. Don't you see that? Jimmy and the twins. Rumple Foreskin. He made it. He made that thing. It's made from dildo. Wave bye-bye. Wait. Thanks for visiting. Let go of me. I'm Rainbow fucking Randolph. And scene. Don't think the penis has been described that well since uh, Varsity Blues. <laughs> Man, Robin Williams has just some great phrases in this. And I guarantee you, none of them were scripted. You don't think? No. I think this is Robin Williams being Robin Williams. Very well could be. I think in the script, it probably just said, name everything about a penis that you possibly can in 30 seconds. (laughs) So the next day, Sheldon is having a meeting with Stokes and Nora, and Danny DeVito is in there with him this time. Uh Uh-oh. And he says, look, Sheldon wants executive producer credits. He wants complete creative control. He wants veto power over all merchandise. And he wants the corporate penthouse. Fair demands. This is what Rainbow is getting. Yeah. And so, you know, eventually they, they yield because they really have no other choice. No. Where are they going to go? Dingle Dong Danny or whatever his name was? <laughs> Buggy Ding Dong? That's it. Or what was uh, uh, um, Square Dance and Danny? Yeah. <laughs> he got deported. But so DeVito and Sheldon go and celebrate. DeVito's telling him, look, pretty soon you'll be pissing on $100 bills just to see the look on Franklin's face. Why would I do that? And Sheldon just, he completely no-sells it. And he's just like, I could never do that. I have too much respect for what that man accomplished. Danny DeVito's taking him back. He's just like, oh, shit. Yeah, he's a, good, he's a great man. Yeah, great, great man. He did electricity and stuff. Yeah. Had 200 bodies under his London house. <laughs> this is the point where DeVito gives him a gun. Yes. Yeah. I, I merged. Yeah, me too. 
But Sheldon's just like, no, you know, I don't, I don't believe in firearms. When I played Cowboys and Indians as a kid, I was always the Chinese railroad worker. <laughs> so he died in a mining accident. <laughs> but he, I think, I he must eventually take the gun. I guess. I think so. Yeah, I think he's kind of forced to. But so then he gets approached by Spinner Dunn. Oh, Spinner, who is this former champ, former champion boxer who is just punch drunk to the nth degree. That's being, that's being generous. <laughs> uh, his sister Tommy runs this restaurant that they're in, and also has ties to the Irish mob. Yeah. And Spinner comes up to the table, and he's like, "Smoochie the Rhino, I love Smoochie." He's like, "Oh, hey, Spinner." <laughs> no, I'm Spinner. <laughs> it gets me every time he does that too. I know. Every time someone addresses him as Spinner, he's like, "No, I'm Spinner." <laughs> that's what so i like, said i love when you do the jiggy ziggy dance you want to see me do it and he's like you see you do the jiggy ziggy and he's like yeah and so he just starts dancing in the middle of the restaurant <laughs> and then finally his, his sister grabs him and takes him away and sheldon goes back and is talking to devito again and then spinner walks by and he's like hey smoochie i'll be right back i have to take a dump i'd be like i you know <laughs> no. i'm done i'm done in this restaurant no. Yells it across this fancy restaurant. <laughs> it's a good sister he has, taking care of that kid. So John Sturt meets with Harvey Firestein and is basically telling him, tell him, you know, hey, Sheldon has creative control now and he wants to run a clean ship and we might be in trouble. And Harvey Firestein is just like, the rhino better learn to play ball and soon. <laughs> I'm not even going to try that. You just, you just do it too well. <laughs> so that night, uh, Randolph shows up at Angelo's house and he like tackles him and he calls him a traitor. Angelo's just like, Hey, I got, the man's got to work. You know, it's got a point again. This is America. Shit ain't free here. I, I love that Randolph tackles him and he like Angelo takes a wooden spoon and hits Randolph and is able to flip him over. Randolph doesn't have much right now. He probably hasn't eaten in days. But Randolph is just like, you strap that horn on faster than a hooker leaves Salt Lake. <laughs> and he's like, say I'm a crinkle kid. And Angela's like, I'm a Rhinette. And Randolph just breaks down. And he's like, I, he's like, they took everything from me. They, they kicked me out of the penthouse. I, I need a place to stay. And so Angela lets him stay. Sheldon meets with Nora the next day. Sorry, what? I was just going to say, Angela's a good guy. Yeah. Next day, Sheldon meets with Nora, and they, they start fighting. And he is, like, yelling at her, and he gets real close to calling her a bitch. Yeah, very, very close. And then he remembers. I don't remember what the setup was, but he's like, boop. Ooh. And then he's like, all right, I'm going to halt here. I don't know if you're familiar with halt. It's hungry, angry, lonely, tired. And that's what you are right now. <laughs> like, what, what does that mean? He's like, so I'm going to go to my office. It's the big one with the view. She's like, they all have views. And he goes, not facing this way, sister. <laughs> I can see MSG from here. <laughs> but so he, he goes into his office and uh, Tommy, Spinner's sister, is in his office with a couple of her goons. Oh, I don't know. Are these all her sons or are they just hired goons i think they're related i think they're sons and brothers okay 
Yeah. But she tells him that Spinner wants to be on the show. Oh and boy. Sheldon's just like, look, I, I don't think there's really anything available right now, but we'll we'll keep him in mind. And but she's like, You're you're the executive producer now, right? Like you you call the shots. You're the boss man. Sheldon's just like, look, I love Spinner. He's a great guy, but his chances on TV are about as good as mine if I got in the ring with him. I don't, I don't know. You might be able to take Spinner now. Yeah, at this point, I don't know. He's got a puncher's chance. But she's six the goons on him, and they kind of like circle him. And he's just like, you know what? I actually, I just remembered we had a spot open up that I think Spinner would be perfect for. <laughs> yes, let's not punch me. What is this? Oh, Randolph calls Sheldon on the phone. Oh, yeah, and I love this. He says, you better grow eyes in the back of your fucking head, you horn piece of shit, because I'm not, I'm not going to sleep until worms are crawling up your foam rubber ass. I'm going on safari, motherfucker. Safari. safari. <laughs> <laughs> Hangs up. Sheldon's just like, whew, what a day. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was a threat against my life, but you know what? I'm happy. I'm going to bed. But then Nora comes in and like throws this newspaper at him and just calls him a big fat phony. And he's just like, what are you talking about? She's like, you're a sellout just like all of us. He opens up the paper and he sees that Smoochie on Ice has been announced. It came out of nowhere. Usually you'd have to sign a contract, you know, yourself to announce that. Right. So he goes and he meets with Danny DeVito and he goes, what, what is this? And he's like, oh, you know, we, all, the, all the kids shows all do ice shows. And Sheldon's just like, well, not me. Smoochie does not sell out. And so they kind of argue back and forth about whether or not they should do the ice show. He eventually comes around to it. Eventually. Not now. Not now. No. But so the next show, Spinner is dressed in like a safari outfit with like a pith helmet and the tan tan gimmick with the shorts. And he's playing cowbell. Not very well. Just... Way off beat, not yeah. even keeping time properly. No, he's like trying. He, he's trying his best. He's he's giving it a good go, but yeah, he's just like one. What? No. Oh, uh, fuck. <laughs> Damn it. And like Smoochie's, you know, he's singing. He's trying to do his best, but you can see him like wincing every time Spinner hits the cowbell. And so after the show, Spinner comes into Sheldon's dressing room and is just like, "That was a lot of fun." He's like, yeah, you, you did great. He's like, okay, I'm going to go get drunk now. <laughs> <laughs> and then Nora comes in and is talking to Sheldon. Sheldon takes off his shirt and she's kind of like, oh, hello. And I'm like, it's Edward Norton. <laughs> yeah. The dude is skinny. He's 150 soaking wet. Right. But uh, Sheldon goes to leave and suddenly Harvey Firestein comes up. And this limo pulls up and he's like, get in the limo. <laughs> I'm enjoying doing this. Could you do it for the rest of the podcast? Or would your voice go out? No, it probably would. Yeah. But so then like he shows him, you know, that he's got a gun. So Sheldon gets in the limo and Harvey Firestein is telling him that he has to do the ice show because Parade of Hope has sponsored every ice show since 1964. We get a little off the top and everyone is happy. And so, you know, it's basically threatening him. And he's like, starting tomorrow, Smoochie raises his baton for Parade of Hope. I suggest you start. Or he says, and as for the ice show, I suggest you start shopping for skates. Ooh. 
That's such like a good gangster line. It's like, you're yeah. going to do this or bad things are going to happen to you. But I'm not going to say that because that's a threat and that could put me in jail. Yep. They dump him off right back in front of the studio. Don't even take him home. Yeah, just like went around the block once. <laughs> but so he goes back, he goes home to the penthouse and Nora shows up and she is drunk. Hammered. She, like that's one of the first things she says when she comes in. She's like, I'm drunk. I went out with without uh, with Spinner. <laughs> but she came to apologize for calling him a sellout and all this stuff. And they kind of bond talking about this show that they both watched as a kid called Ricketts the Hippo. That just sounds uncomfortable. A hippo, a hippo with rickets? Yeah, I'm like, rickets? Really? No. Did he have like a cane and, or a wheelchair or something? Got around <laughs> it? But Sheldon says that Ricketts is the whole reason that he invented Smoochie. And she was like, well, I did the clunky wonky dance for my first communion. <laughs> I'm sure that went over well. And these sparks kind of fly between them and uh, Sheldon starts to lean in to kiss her and she's puts the brakes on it. She's like, well, I should probably go. Oh, poor Sheldon. So Sheldon gets blue balled. Yeah. I don't think I'm, I'm pretty sure Sheldon might be a virgin at this point. I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah. So suddenly the phone rings and it's rainbow Randolph. Doing a fake Scottish accent? He has a Scottish or Irish accent, yeah. He says his name is Benjamin McNucklepeck <laughs> from Parents for Decency in Children's Television. And he tells him that they're having a banquet and he wants to invite him. And Sheldon, of course, is like, you know, that's a topic that's very near and dear to me. So, yeah, of course, I would love to be there. Next day, Randolph picks Sheldon up. He's wearing a fake beard, like a fake goatee. Is he supposed to be the same person? Like, is he Benjamin McDuckleback still? Or is I he like he's a driver? A different, he's a driver and he starts off with like an Australian or a South African accent. Yeah, the accent kind of goes all over the place. Yeah, it does. It's, yeah, he hits about 14 different accents in this three minute scene. Yeah. But he's trying to get Sheldon to talk shit about him. I don't fully understand why other than just like to justify his hate of Sheldon. I think that's the only reason. But he's just like, you know, yeah, call, tell, tell me he's a miserable, miserable prick and all this stuff. Like, pour honey on my ass and spank me. <laughs> he does not say that. No, he doesn't. But he takes him to this abandoned airport hangar in New Jersey. And at no point is Sheldon like, this is a weird place for a banquet. No, he's just excited. He's happy to be there. So Sheldon, well, Smoochie gets on stage and it's pitch black. He's got a spotlight on him it's just bright in his eyes he can't really see anything but he starts singing this song about friends <laughs> and he's like you know it's really hard to sing to your friends when you can't see them could we maybe kill the spot and just turn the house lights up it's a bad idea so the spotlight goes off lights come up and there's just a room full of nazis it was like a donald trump raid out there uh-oh Suddenly, these banners fall from the sky with big swastikas on him. And all the guys stand up and they're like, Heil Smoochie! Heil Smoochie! Oh, no. The feds come in, start arresting people. We see Smoochie in the back of a cop car. And there's just, you know, they do the thing where, like, you see this 
transparent people floating around. And this, they're interrogators, and they're like, is Smoochie a code word for white power? Yes. <laughs> he's like, why do you hate... Uh, I don't remember. They said, why do you hate something? And he's Smoochie's like, I don't hate anybody. And the guy's like, does that mean you don't hate Nazis? <laughs> gotcha. Uh, and then the one woman's like, how does it feel to be a racist scumbag? So, of course, the Smoochie show gets canceled. And Ed Asner announces that the time slot will be filled with cartoon reruns. Nice and safe. Yeah. It, th- those things have been in the can for 50 years. Yeah. Although some of them were racist back in the day. This is true. Yeah. If you watch Disney Plus, there's cartoons that are like, they have a disclaimer at the beginning. Why not just take those off? Eh, I don't know. Anyway. Anyway, uh, Randolph is dancing around Central Park. He's so excited. He goes up to this little baby and he's like, hello, little nipple nibbler. The night of the rhino is a Nazi. <laughs> uh, nipple nibbler is fantastic. It is. That is what I'm calling babies from now on. <laughs> But so Sheldon goes to Nora and he tells her that he explains to her that, hey, this whole thing was a setup. I would never, never do that. And she's not having it. She's not buying any of it. She's like, hey, don't expect me to go out on an emotional limb here. And he's like, well, what, but what about the clunky wonky dance? And she's like, I was drunk. Ooh. And she's, she has, like, you know, a right not to trust him because she's worked in kids television and, you know, I'm sure... She's crossed paths with Kevin Spacey at this point, so she knows what's going on. Yeah, I mean, we already heard all the other shit that every other children's actor was doing now, so. Yeah, exactly. But just to add to Sheldon's bad day, we see that the Coney Island Clinic, where he used to perform, has now been shut down. Because he couldn't perform there anymore, I assume. I I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he was a draw. Maybe. Maybe. But so Nora goes home and we see that she's watching Ricketts the hippo. Wasn't in a wheelchair. No, he was not. There's a knock at the door and she opens the door and Randolph bursts in. And he's like, look, I saw what happened with Smoochie. Can't be having Nazis on your station. Don't worry. I'm here to save you. I'm willing to come back to my old time slot. It's very nice of him. Yeah. But Nora's like, you are a criminal and a scumbag. So go fuck yourself. Gets out of here. But Randolph reveals that the two of them used to date. And he's like, you know, why, why do we break up anyways? And she's like, you turned into an asshole and I didn't love you. And he's like, we could have worked through that. (laughs) Then he's like, you know, that, that rhino, like you you can't worry about him anymore. He's, he's a Nazi and he's probably gay. You should have seen the way he was checking me out in the car. What's that now? Yeah. Nora's like, what do you, what do you mean in the car? He's like, were you, were you at the rally? Did you set Sheldon up? And he's like, oh, no, this is why we broke up. Because you're always with the accusations. Bitch, bitch, bitch. <laughs> Good deflection. And she just punches him right in the face. It was deserved. Absolutely. So Nora goes and gets Tommy. And Tommy says, don't worry. We'll, we'll pay a little visit to Randolph. And so they do. And the goons just rough him up. They're like throwing him. From pillar to post. Give him a good beating. One of the guys grabs a hammer. And he's threatening him with the hammer. And so Randolph finally just says, all right, I did it. I, I set him up. Don't hit me with the hammer. 
So Randolph gets arrested and he's, as he's, he must've been getting bailed out because he was leaving the um, prison or the jail or maybe it was a courthouse. I don't know. Yeah. I think, I think it was the uh, jail. Okay. But he's just, he's swarmed by these protesters and reporters and there, one of the reporters says, you know, how does it feel to be the most hated man in America? And he's like, oh, in a country full of Neanderthals. I wear that as a badge of honor. <laughs> and then somebody asks him, you know, what, what do you think about Nora, whatever, um, accusing you of setting up Sheldon Mopes? And he's like, Nora, she's been down on everything but the, but the Titanic. Ooh, she spreads her legs like cream cheese. Damn. And his, his lawyer is like, clearly my client is having a psychotic breakdown right now. He doesn't know what he's saying. And Randolph's just like, someone grab my ass. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly his egg comes flying and hits him right in the head. And he's like, I've been shot. I'm bleeding. <laughs> Salmonella. You're a lawyer. That's Salmonella. <laughs> I'm like, why is he saying you're a lawyer? That's Salmonella. <laughs> like, Salmonella is not something you can charge someone with. <laughs> Give a rich, famous person a chance and they'll try. That's true. People will sue for anything. It's very, very true. But so now it's time for Smoochie's big return show. Now that he's been cleared, of course, it's a packed house. Very packed house. Nora goes to Sheldon, apologizes for not believing him. Sheldon comes out and he's just, he's got an American flag around his neck and he's holding two little mini American flags. Very cringe. Yeah, but I mean, if you're accused of being a Nazi. Yeah. Also, this was 2002. Yeah, and this was shot before 9-11, so. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he's doing the show, and he's he's telling the kids, he's like, you know, sometimes the world just beats you down, and everything seems terrible, and in those times, you know what I do, kids? I look up to the sky, and I howl. And so he starts howling. Apologize for the siren in the back. He starts howling. All the kids start howling. And at the end of his howl, he's just like, ah! It's like this crazy scream. It was a scream of anguish and pain. Yeah. But he's just like, I feel much better now. Who wants to do the Jiggy Ziggy? Yeah, I think it was that or cry. Yeah, pretty much. But so we see Randolph watching at home. And he's watching this report about Smoochie getting his show back. And he like smashes the TV. And I, I love the things that he calls Sheldon here. Uh, he calls him a bastard son of Barney. Yeah. A soft son of fluff. Okay. An, illeg- an illegitimate Teletubby. <laughs> a Muppet from hell. I like that one. And a, just a foam motherfucker. That, yeah, I've called people that in my day. <laughs> and since like eight people watch this movie, they're like, what? <laughs> but Angelo comes in because remember, Randolph's still staying with Angelo. Right. And so Angelo's like, what the hell did you do to my TV? That was picture in picture. <laughs> Which was big he back kicks, in 2002. Yeah. He kicks Randolph out. He's like, I can't have you living here anymore. Yeah, this is no... Had to be the last straw after, you know, Tommy and the gang, you know, beat the crap out of him in Angelo's apartment and destroyed his table and a few other things. Yeah. He would have been gone after that. Finally, Sheldon agrees to do the ice show. He tells Danny DeVito, I'll do it, but I want to do it myself. 
No sponsors, no vendors, no crooks. That's just a lot of planning on your own. As a project manager? Yeah, seriously. That That's a lot. That's too much. But he says, the only way I'll do it is if half the profits go to the Coney Island Clinic. And Danny DeVito's like, you want to give away half the profits? He goes, oh, no, we're going to give away all the profits. The other half will go to fund education programs about drugs for kids because little smackheads turn into big smackheads. He's got a point. Spank is a gateway drug. To what? Heroin? Smack is heroin. I don't do drugs. I don't know this shit. <laughs> but Danny DeVito tells him, you know, hey, you you can't cut out the parade of hope. Like, that's not going to work out well for you. But so Tommy asks Sheldon to find something different for Spinner. Because Spinner's just going around banging this cowbell constantly. He's just walking around the restaurant banging the cowbell. And Tommy's just like, I can't fucking take it anymore. Like, you need to find something different for him. Just anything. So Sheldon's like, all right, I think I can come up with something. We see Rainbow Randolph walking by. I think he's walking by the, the public library. And there's a guy out on the steps who's like, save the rhinos. Save the African black <laughs> rhinos. Save the rhino. And Randolph just tackles him. <laughs> just snaps. He's like, I'm the one that needs saving, not that ottoman with a hood ornament. <laughs> like, save the rainbow. Taste the rainbow. Wait, wrong thing. Yeah, that's something else. Yeah. I don't know if we can say that. I think we, we got we to pay money to Skittles now. Oh, damn it. Cut that. <laughs> cut that, cut that, cut that. So Sturt and DeVito, they meet and they talk about how they, they need to get rid of Sheldon because he's trying to do things clean and he's cutting out all these people and he's you know people aren't getting their skim off the top yeah no no more of that way on top of the cream you're like that's not how we do things in show business no when Casa gets our palms and <laughs> he just is stacking up toys in front of me <laughs> good girl yeah they're like no you know this is this is this is show business and you know people got to get theirs so Danny DeVito goes and he talks to Harvey Firestein and Harvey Firestein is like, he thinks he's going to clean up how we do business. <laughs> and actually it might've been Danny DeVito that said that, but either way, he's just like, you know, there's, there's only one way out of this. Squeaking a toy. <laughs> Squeaking a toy. Yes. Okay. Beatrice. So Randolph, meanwhile, tries to set himself on fire in the middle of Times Square He's going full on Thai Buddhist. Yeah, there's this whole crowd gathered around him as he dumps gasoline on himself. No one's trying to stop it. They're like, ooh, I wish we had camera phones. But we're still like yeah. four years away from that. But he lights a match and this little girl comes out and it's just like, what are you doing, Rainbow Randolph? Like, you don't want to do this and blows out the match. Oh, cute kid. And then suddenly someone is like, Look, it's Smoochy. <laughs> and everyone turns around and runs away to go see Sheldon getting out of his limo. <sighs> Poor Rainbow Randolph. At the next show, Smoochie is singing a song called My Stepdad's Not Mean, He's Just Adjusting. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been 14 years. He's like, remember, kids, a stepdad is a lot like a new puppy. <laughs> you have to take him on walks nightly, <laughs> clean up, clean up after he shits in the living room. <laughs> I 
I, not exactly like a new puppy. <laughs> That's not my responsibility, Mom. I told you twice. But he then introduces cousin Moochie, oh. who, of course, is Spinner's new role. It's a good role for him. And he's like, hey, Moochie, say hello to all the boys and girls. And all of a sudden, Spinner just gets this crippling stage fright when he realizes that there's all these people watching. Oh, no. He's like, well, first he's like, hey, Moochie. And Spinner's like, I'm Moochie. I'm Moochie. <laughs> but then finally, you know, he gets into it and he's like, okay, I got to go. This costume's making my nuts itch. <laughs> play him off. Play him off. <laughs> After the show... Spinner comes into Sheldon's dressing room and he's telling him how much he's looking forward to the ice show, how much he's looking forward to being back in the arena. Which I'm guessing must be MSG. They just say the arena. Maybe they couldn't say yeah. Madison Square Garden. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's copyrighted and all that bullshit. We probably can't even say it. Sorry, James Dolan. Yeah, fuck you, James Dolan. Yeah, go ahead. Take everything we got. We have like $7 in our PayPal account. Yeah, we get, we ain't got shit. Take my house. I don't own it. <laughs> Take my wife, please. Yeah. Hey. Hey. No respect. <laughs> but Spinner says, you know, being back in the arena is going to be just like heaven. So he he goes probably to go get drunk again, I guess. I'd assume so. After he has a little song and dance. Nora comes in and they start talking about how great the show was. And Sheldon's like, the energy was just, you know, it was electric. And then they kiss and they start fucking right in the dressing room. There's this great scene where they, they go behind one of those privacy screens, but like you can see their silhouettes. Yeah. I love this. And she's like pulling off his giant rhino feet. <laughs> <laughs> and then like pulling off his big poofy pants. Very seductive. Very hot. Literally. Those poofy okay. pants gotta be hot. Are you into furries, Kevin? God, no. <laughs> so Spinner is walking around the studio singing Pop Goes the Weasel. <laughs> when suddenly he gets jumped, these guys c- come out of nowhere and just beat him with these lead pipes. A foreign object, if you will. <laughs> foreign object! And then they shoot him in the head. Multiple times. They take him out to the alley and just leave him there. They didn't even take the horn to sell to China. They... <laughs> The cops Sorry. come, and I love there's a uh, there's a chalk outline of like the moon. <laughs> Sound like they go down and dress him, then chalk outline. <laughs> I guess that's, that's procedure. That's a fair point, yeah. This tampering with crime scene evidence. But we see them watching this news report at the Parade of Hope HQ, and Harvey Firestein is just like, "How could you hit the wrong rhino?" And the guy's like, "Hey, you you know we didn't know there was going to be two different rhinos. How could we know?" And Firestein is just like, Smoochie is fuchsia and Moochie is burgundy. <laughs> and only Harvey can deliver that line well. Yeah. But the guy's based like, up his past characters. The guy's like, you just said whack the rhino. You didn't specify which one. You didn't specify a color. <laughs> but so Tommy meets up with uh, Sheldon and... Or this is this is at Spinner's memorial, his yeah. funeral. And she tells him, Don't worry, we're gonna find Randolph. Because they think Randolph killed Moochie. Killed Spinner. I shouldn't say killed a fictional character. Yeah. The fictional character is dead. Fed him to the goo. 
But they, they think that Randolph killed Spinner. So Tommy is like, don't worry. We're going to find him. We're going to cut off his balls and shove him up his ass. <laughs> or arse, because she's Irish. Yeah, arse. But I love Sheldon says, all right, why don't you just leave that to the police? And one of the, one of the boys says, police won't do the ball thing. It's against procedure. <laughs> I love that line. It's just so quick and just. I know. And he plays it just like so straight faced. Just yeah. Like, it's like, like as if they'd asked before. <laughs> yeah. Ew, the ball thing. No, against procedure. Can't do that, pal. Right. Would love to, but can't. Yeah. There's paperwork. Have to go see the commissioner. You're paid suspension. I don't like my wife and kids, so I'm not going to do it. <laughs> but Tommy says, all right, boys, let's go pray and get shit faced. <laughs> the next day, they're practicing the ice show. Tommy shows up and says that uh, Sheldon or that Spinner was not killed by Randolph, but was actually killed by the Parade of Hope. And they found this out because they brought they hired their own investigator who noticed that Spinner's neck was snapped, which apparently is the calling card of the Parade of Hope. That's pretty brutal. Yeah. And uh, Nora says, I knew that Harvey Firestein was a jizz bag from the day he grabbed my ass <laughs> children benefit. Not jism. We have evolved from jism. From jism head. Yeah, jism head to jizz bag. Yep. The English language, so fascinating how it just evolves over those 18 years. <laughs> but Tommy's like, don't worry, we took care of him. And then they like do this flashback where you see that they cut off his fucking head. With an axe. <laughs> uh, I guess, no, I guess it wasn't a flashback. They did it right there, didn't they? No, sorry. It was a flashback. It's the way this scene is shot. Like yeah. Tommy is talking to Sheldon and then it pans over. And Harvey Firestein's sitting right there. Yeah, it and was, then it turns then it turns into a flashback. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they've used this on Sunny a few times, so that's definitely a Danny DeVito special. I feel could be. So Stuart and DeVito hire a new person to kill Smoochie, none other than Buggy Ding Dong. Uh, ding along, ding ding. I like the actor who plays him, Vincent uh, Schiavelli. What else has he been in? Um, he was like the uh, pissed off ghost guy teaching Patrick, Patrick Swayze how to use powers. Um, but he's been in a shitload of things. He died uh, in 2005, but yeah, he's always like a background character. Yeah. Yeah. I always liked him though. But yeah, if you remember from earlier in the show, we said that Buggy Ding Dong was a heroin mule. <laughs> <laughs> so they, Stuart and DeVito are in this club and Buggy shows up. He, he says that he's, I'm sorry I'm late. I fell asleep at the bus depot. <laughs> and then he says, excuse me if I smell like piss. You know how it is. I, no, no, I don't. <laughs> but so they tell him if he does this job, he can have Smoochie's old time slot. Ooh. But he falls asleep while they're talking. <laughs> you know, the, there's probably a leak in the heroin bag. I mean, he's he's high on his own supply, for sure. Oh, for sure. Meanwhile, we see Rainbow Randolph is living in the sewer like a ninja turtle. Angelo goes and visits him. And Randolph is like, you know, I, I've been thinking about this a lot, and I think that maybe it's time to move on. It's time to admit that Smoochie has won and just go on with my life. And 
Angelo was like, that's really big of you. Like that's, I'm, I'm proud of you for coming to that realization on your own and, and moving forward. He says, don't worry, I brought you lunch. <laughs> and I was like, is it my favorite? Chicken and stars. stars? <laughs> He's like, yep. And I also brought you a magazine to read. Oh, such a nice friend. Yeah. Angel's a good guy. Like we said. Yeah. Randolph starts flipping through the magazine and he sees this photo of Sheldon and Nora at Spinner's Wake. Should have probably checked that magazine there, Angelo. Yeah, he uh, he suddenly snaps and he's like, first he takes my show. Now he takes my girl. I'm going to tear Smoochie apart. Meanwhile, Buggy goes to the studio and finds Nora. And he tells her that he made a job, made a deal with Stokes and that uh, he's, he's going to be back on the air soon. Real soon. And Nora's just like, what are you talking about? And he's like, let me show you my buggy bumper. <laughs> <laughs> but he leaves without incident. Randolph, then he breaks into Sheldon's penthouse and he's got a gun. Nora is at the penthouse as well. And she tells Randolph, get the fuck out of here. And he's like, you eat with that mouth? And she goes, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it's, it's, the way it's delivered is like, are you going to say something else? That's, that's your comeback? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, what else do you want me to say? Where else am I going to put the food? <laughs> but Randolph reveals to Sheldon that him and Nora used to sleep together. How, how could you not tell him? But Nora's just like, I've had firmer handshakes. Ooh. Randolph says, it's small, but it's fierce. <laughs> and then, you know, Sheldon's kind of taken back. He's like, you two used to date? And Randolph's like, you didn't tell him? You know, did you tell him about Jingle Jackson? She liked to play with his bells. Mm. <laughs> and then he's like, what about Wally the whale? There she blows. <laughs> and she's like, okay. I admit it. I used to be a bit of a kitty host groupie. That's just weird. Those people just all creep me out. I know. I go back to Blippi. Yeah. But Randolph's looking around the panel. He's like, look what you've done to this place. When I lived here, I had a big painting of a naked chick holding a little plant. Very tasteful. No bush. That is tasteful. But he snaps and he like starts to break down. He starts crying. And Nora's like, grab the gun. Sheldon like tackles him, grabs the gun. Randolph's just like, fine, just go ahead and kill me. I'm nothing. Just put me out of my misery. And Sheldon's like, you're not nothing. You're Rainbow Randolph. Like that means something. And Randolph is like, will you be my friend? <laughs> Completely earnestly. Like, yeah, it's, it's weird to say, but it's, he delivers it perfectly earnestly. He just needs some love. So we then see Sheldon loading his gun. And Nora is like, don't do this. Don't lower yourself to their level. Don't lose your dignity. Or actually Randolph says, don't, he says, don't do what I did. Don't lose your dignity. And he like takes a sip of tea or whatever it is. He's drinking some kind of hot drink. And then he's, he spills a little bit. And he goes, ow, my balls. <laughs> oh God, I miss Robin Williams so much. <laughs> I know. Buggy visits Angelo and Angelo's, just like, I thought you cleaned up. And he says, yeah, I cleaned up. I cleaned up half the poppies in Asia. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good line. <laughs> Angelo, like after Buggy leaves, Angelo calls Randolph 
and he's like, Hey, buggy was just here. He, he was higher than a skirt in June or higher than a prom dress in June. June yeah. He's like, I think, I think he's going to do something to Smoochie and Randolph's just like, I have to save the rhino. Oh, the character arc. Yeah. His redemption. So it's the night of the ice show. And Smoochie is like, look, I know everybody wants to sing all our favorite songs, but tonight I'm going to do something a little different. I'm going to do something a little personal. Because this this one's for Spinner. And it hits the cowbell. Lights go out. This opera singer skates out. She's wearing like a crown with a big horn, big rhino horn on it. We see Buggy, meanwhile, is up on the catwalk. First, he tries to get a pretzel, but he can't get any salt on it because all the snacks are provided by Sheldon. A pretzel without salt is just sacrilege. Yeah, really. But we see Smoochie skating with this angel. And then he's like sitting at a desk and he looks at a newspaper and it says, Smoochie show number one. Everyone cheers. Then all the Rhinettes come out dressed as devils. And they're like circling around him and throwing money at him. Ooh. And so he gets up and he starts skating away. And now all of a sudden all the Rhinettes are Nazis and they're chasing him. Meanwhile, up on the catwalk, Buggy has fallen asleep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They do a nice tribute to Moochie where they see his body and then Moochie goes off to heaven. Very nice. Meanwhile, Randolph. Yeah, Randolph has shown up at the arena. He's running, trying to get into the the rink or whatever. But these people are like, hey, Rainbow Randolph, can we get a picture? Can we get your autograph? And, you know, Randolph still got that ego. So, of course, he stops. He's like, ah, all right, for the kids, for the kids. Then finally, he runs in and he sees DeVito and Jon Stewart. And they're like looking up at the catwalk. And so he looks up and I, I, I can't tell if he saw anything or not, but he runs up to the catwalk. Yeah, he had to see something because that laser was pretty prevalent. Yeah, but I couldn't remember if the laser, if he, because I, I don't think he had put the gun together yet. Oh, you're right. But he's, yeah, he puts the gun together. He's got a scope, like a laser scope that you can see sticking out past the catwalk. But Randolph goes up and tackles him and the gun goes off and it blasts off Smoochie's horn and his ear. And so Randolph and Buggy are like rolling around on the ground and they fall off the catwalk and Randolph's hanging on to the catwalk and Buggy's hanging on to Randolph and eventually Buggy falls. He's like, I never saw Venice. (laughs) That's a weird last set of words as you're falling to ice. But cops show up on the catwalk and they pull Randolph up and they go, are you okay? And he goes, I don't know. I'm pretty fucked up in general, so it's hard to gauge. (laughs) It's an honest answer. Yeah. But Sheldon chases after Danny DeVito, chases him out of the arena into an alley. DeVito hides at the end of the alley. Sheldon shows up and he's looking around and DeVito hits him with a trash can lid. And I was just like, the trash Trash man. man. (laughs) Jesus Christ, Frank, I'm bleeding. Ah, I must have had an edge. DeVito tells him, you know, you're you're not going to shoot me. You don't you don't have it in you because you don't shoot a man with a gun that he gave you. Uh, but then suddenly Nora shows up, puts a gun to Devito's head, and Sheldon pistol whips him, <laughs> <laughs> and he puts the gun to his head. Sometimes he just got to pistol whip a bitch. Sometimes <laughs> he puts the gun to his head, and Devito's like, "You're going to shoot me? That's not very smoochy like." Sheldon's like, oh, "I'm not feeling very smoochy like." Ooh. 
But Tommy shows up with Stokes, throws him down. She takes the gun from him. She's like, don't worry. We'll take care of this. Do you two like traveling together? Yeah, what did that mean? I have no idea. Maybe they're going somewhere in the back of a car? In the trunk? Maybe. In a trunk, maybe? A wooden crate? Yeah, a single trunk? Yeah. Something? Sleep with the fishes? I don't know. See? But Sheldon and Nora make out in the middle of Times Square. And then at the end of the movie, Rainbow and Smoochie do an ice show together. Aww. This is this a magic show where everyone can fly. Yeah. It's clearly not a live show. It's a like a pre-recorded thing, but they're just dancing around on skates. And Nora comes out and she dances with them and they fly around. Uh, like, yay. I really hope this show is called Rainbow and the Rhino. I hope so. That's a great name. It is. You have your alliteration. Kids, kids would dig it. Yeah. Um, but that's the end of the movie. Yay. This movie is fantastic. I don't know what the critics are talking about. This movie is funny. It's got heart. You know, you got the character arc of Rainbow Randolph being like the the worst person in the movie to then, you know, save in the day. You've got the love story with Sheldon and Nora. What the hell else do you want? There's a little something for everybody, even the kids. You know, you probably should, you know, watch like the TNT version with your children, but. Oh, man, I can't even imagine the TV version of this. Oh, it would. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Rainbow Friggin' Randolph. Yeah. Fogglebots. <laughs> what was that one you talked about a while ago? What? Like the, the dub over of a swear word on like TNT. Oh, Great Outdoors? Yeah, that was it. Blow it out your kazoo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no one's blowing anything out their kazoos. <laughs> um, yeah. Do you, do you like this movie? Yeah, like I said, I hadn't seen it in literally 20 years. Like I saw it in theaters when it first came out, and then I hadn't seen it since. And it was a good flashback. So, yeah, I really liked it. Everybody did a great job in it, I thought. It was very, very well done overall, I thought. Yeah, I've seen it a couple times, but it's been a while. And I was a little nervous when I put it on the list because I was like, I know that I loved this movie before, but it's been a while. So I hope that it holds up. Yeah, I it's like, I remember liking it. And it's like, would that hold over till today? Because it's literally been 20 years. Yeah. But I mean, there's not really anything problematic in the movie. Like, no, like, yeah. Randolph says, you know, that he thinks maybe Sheldon is gay at one point and acts like that would be a scandal. But like, other than that, there's really nothing terrible about it. No, not. A, yeah. But the, the scene that we did the Splatterpiece theater for is one of my favorite moments in any movie, like just it's so good. Robin Williams screaming. It's a cock and balls. It's so funny. And just, it's a rocket ship. <laughs> no. And the fact that the cookie has a cock ring on it. Yes. <laughs> and the kids are like, all right, we'll buy this. Our kids don't know any better. No, they don't. Like six-year-olds don't know what the shit that is. Yeah. And if they do, watch out for them, <laughs> number one. Yeah, I love this movie. If you haven't seen this movie, um, I highly recommend it. It is free on YouTube and like like an official version, like an official HD version. This isn't like somebody you know, ripped it off TV or something. It's an official version is free on YouTube. I don't know how long it's going to last. So if you haven't seen it, go watch it right now. 
do it now. You probably should have done it I, before you listen to this, but yeah. Again, we're not waiting for you to watch a movie. Yeah, we got shit to do. Yeah, we're busy not making money. That's that's right. Maybe we should start an Irish gang. Um, that seems like a bad idea. But you're Irish, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. Oh well, I I don't know. Actually, I've been told for 38 years that I was Danish, and then last time my mom was here, she told me I was Irish. So I don't know. Who knows? All I know is I'm white. <laughs> yeah. The gang starts an Irish gang. <laughs> the gang the gang joins the Irish mafia. Yeah, so like I said, if you haven't seen it, go watch it right friggin' now, then come back. Actually, there's only like two minutes left in the podcast. Finish the podcast, yeah, like- then go watch it, then go to, to Apple Podcasts, leave us five stars in the text box, put anything you want, put your favorite Robin Williams insult. Um, there's so many. Yeah. Put, uh, like we said earlier, tell us if whatever that algae shit is, tell us how that tastes if you've tried it. Yeah. Let us know if you're going on safari, but don't give names because we don't want to be wrapped up in your murder plot. Or tell us that you're Spinner. Yeah, I'm Spinner. Or, you know, if you're listening on Spotify or anywhere else, make sure to just just rate us. Um, if they let you leave a review, that's even better. But five stars is, uh, is optimal. You can also follow us. We're on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cult of Splat. You can also check out cultofsplat.com. We've got merch. Uh, I just put up a brand new shirt. It does not say I sweat my asshole Ooh. out. Oh. <laughs> but uh, if if we do some live shows in the future, which I think I think maybe another virtual live show, maybe. I think so. Yeah, we could do that. Uh, th- all that information is going to be at cultofsplat.com. So make sure you check that out. And uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Taylor Bartle, and you can follow Kevin at. Kevin Escoda on Twitter and Nescoda, D-U-H, on the Instagram. There you go. So go do that. Hit us up. Give us a, a chin wag. We would we'd love to hear from you. And we will be back next week with a brand new episode. So until then, see ya. <laughs> <laughs>